Hey, it's Jed Morey from Grow for Good. Just wanted to kind of put a pin in the first season and reflect a little bit on what we've done. We're going to take a short break from recording some episodes. We have some excellent ones lined up for season two, but just wanted to offer a few thoughts on what we've learned so far from the first season. As you know, we decided to name the show Grow for Good because it's our company's tagline at Mori Creative Studios. We have a mission to help our clients grow their businesses in a sustainable way so that they can do some good in the world. So growing them for good and then growing them for good. So as a growth-driven digital marketing agency, we focus on this stuff all the time. And at the same time, we try to do our best to align with companies that use their success to do good things in the world. So when we created the podcast, our goal was to reach out beyond our client base and kind of beyond our uh, comfort zone and reach out to companies that we're inspired by. And the first season of Grow For Good, I have to say, was so, so amazing to be part of, not only to get to know the people that we interviewed, but it was amazing to hear the stories and to learn some things. And I wanted to share just a few takeaways that I took from the initial episodes. In just a dozen episodes, we spoke with company founders and executives that are making a positive impact in small and large ways. And some of the patterns that began to emerge, I thought would be interesting to share. The first one is know your numbers. Just because you're mission oriented doesn't mean you get to ignore the fundamentals. The entrepreneurs that we spoke to are able to speak as fluently about their mission as they are their KPIs. And the ones who rely on digital marketing in particular to expand their consumer base are particularly knowledgeable about customer acquisition strategies and conversion rates. They really, really do know their numbers. Check out the Bombas episode and the American Organic Energy episodes as good examples, as well as the Fair Harbor episode. Each one of those really highlights just how in tune the founders and executives are with their own internal metrics. The second thing is that employees of these companies tend to be really all in on the mission, not just in there for a paycheck. And one of the benefits to running a mission-driven company is that securing like-minded talent that believes as strongly as the founders and the purpose behind the mission is one of those great benefits that comes from being very public and being very emphatic about your mission. Employees that are aligned with the purpose will enthusiastically amplify the message and work diligently towards success. But you have to be wary of the third thing that I've noticed, which is groupthink. There's a flip side to this all-in equation. One potential risk of, of running a grow-for-good company is hiring people who look, act, and think as the founders do. David Heath of Bombas and Brian Halligan from HubSpot were particularly open about this phenomenon and acknowledged that the homogenous culture can be a detriment long-term. So growing a company the right way does require diversity of thought and experience and something that has to be actively pursued as a company's culture. It's something that's uh, very much on our minds. It's been the subject of our managers' meetings, particularly over the last year or so, uh, in how we can increase awareness of our company within uh, other employment networks and try to advertise for job openings on job boards that we might not have thought of before. Or the type of language that we use It's all part of our learning curve in diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and accessibility initiatives to create a more open and diverse culture that people are attracted to. Because we're not going to get better and expand as an organization unless we bring in our diversity of thought. So it's something that's very much on our minds, and I was inspired by a lot of those conversations. The fourth thing is that the opportunity that you seek might be right in front of you. So the Danahees from Fair Harbor were disturbed by the amount of plastic that was washing ashore. 
Laura Kraber thought it was strange that the beauty industry employed so many gender-fluid individuals, but didn't create products for them. Uh, as a legally blind person, Hans Jorgen was tired of asking people to assist him with the most basic of tasks. Charles Vigliotti noticed that organic materials were overflowing in landfills and, and wondered if there was a better way to handle them. So visionaries often notice small things that others take for granted and then turn them into business opportunities that change our perception of what's possible. Entrepreneurs follow through on these visions and, and create a new reality where the others seem to be too afraid to go. And the last thing is that it's never too late to be good. That good is a, is a journey and not a destination. Susan McPherson of McPherson Strategies is a great example because she, she's often asked to help companies bring social corporate initiatives to life. And one thing she stressed is that it's not about when, but how and why. There's no bad time to start doing good, but you have to have purpose and your employees have to be completely aligned with the concept for it to grow and succeed. As one of only a handful of blackhead brewers in the nation, Marcus Baskerville knows that it will take time to build momentum with diversity initiatives in the brewing industry, but he put himself out there to encourage others to follow in his footsteps. Uh, another one is Mike Lavecchia, who's constantly looking for ways to incorporate sustainability into his manufacturing process and work towards a zero-waste future with his company, Grain Surfboards. I mean, every single person I've interviewed really truly sees goodness as a spectrum and considers themselves and their company's works in progress, and it's never too late to start building to a better future. Because goodness, like success, is indeed a journey, not a destination. So thanks for coming along for the ride for season one. We're very anxious to get season two underway. And like I said, we have some really incredible interviews with some amazing people lined up. And if you liked season one, rate us, review us. And if you have an idea for somebody that should appear on the show that fits the Grow For Good mantra, email us at growforgood at moreycreative.com. And thanks for listening. We'll see you in season two.